Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 494th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, I've talked often about October sports being perhaps the best sports time of the year, the best sports month of the year, and learned last week there's actually a name attached to it, which is called the Sports Equinox, and it culminated with the actual sports equinox, which means all four major professional sports here in America are playing on the same day. So we had baseball, NFL, NHL, and basketball, NBA. So I think it was last Thursday when that happened, and uh, it's just awesome. So I continue to say that October is just a sports festival highlighted by last week's equinox and between baseball playoffs uh, coming on at all various times of the day, including weekday afternoons. There's nothing like it. And you mix in NFL in full swing and then the beginning of the NBA and NHL season. It's just fabulous. I was, uh, in the area of the Lightning game, their home opener last week, and soaking up some of the atmosphere against the Flyers, and it was just terrific, to say the least. Uh, the Flyers are just, or excuse me, the Lightning are a real thing down here in Tampa. Well, my highlight of the week, switching sports, is the iconic eighth inning home run by Bryce Harper yesterday, early evening, to propel the Phillies. Philadelphia Phillies into the World Series uh, with, I believe, an 87-win season. They were an underdog in all three postseason series, and they won them all uh, with emphasis. I believe Harper's home run is going to go down in baseball postseason history as uh, an epic postseason moment. Uh, The crowd went absolutely crazy, as did the Phillies dugout. And apparently Philly fans, no surprise, spilled out into the streets to celebrate. And I just thought it was terrific. Luckily, I was watching it live. Uh, Got lucky there between switching back and forth with NFL games and the Phillies game. Uh, It was pretty crazy. They, of course, beat the San Diego Padres, 
whose crowd was equally awesome. I talked about them in the last couple of weeks on uh, my show. Uh, it may be the best postseason I've ever seen series between uh, two teams where the crowds were just off the charts, both in Philly and in San Diego. As for Bryce Harper, I felt yesterday's uh, dinger finally fulfills kind of his destiny. We all know about him. He was a legend in high school. He's We're talking LeBron James, Dan Marino, where sports fans basically knew of this kid when he was in high school. And he's a prodigy. And he's had, you know, his ups and downs. Uh, left the Nationals the year before, and then the Nationals win the World Series the next year. He certainly had some big hits in the postseason, but he has just been on fire. He's the MVP of the series that ended yesterday, uh, the NLCS. And I'm a big fan of child sports prodigies. I love following them and see if they fulfill their destiny. LeBron James certainly did. Dan Marino certainly did. And there's also been a lot of others that didn't. And uh, But I, I feel like yesterday, Harper really finally fulfilled his sports destiny and now all he has throughout this postseason and he's turned into a team leader matured he's just incredible and he hits home runs like no other strong guy and uh now if he can just finish it off by a strong world series and hopefully uh leading the Phillies to World Series title, then his, uh, his legacy will be cemented for all time in baseball history. No question about it. Switching to the other series, the New York Yankees swept, swept by the Houston Astros. So they fall short yet again. Their last world championship was 2009. Uh, so they were already up to 13 years, many playoff appearances, and they just, uh, again, came up empty. There was... Apparently, a inspirational film used by the Yankees uh, with the 2004 Red Sox coming back from the 3-0 deficit. We all remember it well. First team in baseball history, still the only team in baseball history to do that. And how ironic <laughs> that the Yankees of all teams would use a Red Sox, their blood rival, a Red Sox uh film, video, whatever you want to call it, of the Red Sox coming back down 3-0 against the Yankees. Uh, it was just shocking to hear. Um, so uh, the big story, what will happen with Aaron Judge? Will he stay in New York or will he go elsewhere? He, of course, is from Northern California, as in near San Francisco, so a lot of chatter that he may sign with the Giants and go home. We shall see, but it's a huge storyline for the offseason, given his epic year and 62 home runs, all-time American League leader now in home runs in a year, ahead of Roger Maris and Babe Ruth. We all know that story. Well, my low light of the week is the Tampa Bay Bucks losing to the lowly Carolina Panthers in what was the Upset of the year, in my estimation, <laughs> the Panthers, to say a team, to say they are in disarray would be 
a mild term. They fired their coach a couple of weeks ago. They traded their best player, Christian McCaffrey, and had to literally escort off one of their receivers uh, last week off the sideline because he was yelling at assistant coaches. And uh, it turns out the team in real disarray is the Tampa Bay Bucks. Just incredible. They've lost four of their last five. They're lucky. They're in a bad division. I think they're still tied for first place. Again, after losing four of their last five, which is just near bizarre. And speaking of bizarre, the my bizarre story of the week is the Green Bay Packers losing to Washington as Taylor Heineke outdueled Aaron Rodgers at the very same time that Tom Brady uh, and the defense, they both, the fault lies equal for the Bucks' loss, uh, was going on. So I'm in an establishment where, you know, there happened to be the two TVs side by side. So I'm watching the Bucks game and the Packers game and frankly, could not believe what I was seeing, whether it was, you know, Tom Brady not getting it done or Aaron Rodgers not getting it done. Uh, it's just shocking. These are two icons. Brady's the, in my estimation, the greatest athlete in American history. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Um, and they're just both uh, in the roughest patch of their career, setting records for lowlights in their career. And uh, uh, luckily for the Bucks, they're playing again Thursday night. They, they just can't play too soon after the stretch they've had. Um, so they don't have to wait another week. They only have to wait a couple days. They're hosting, I believe, the Baltimore Ravens down here in Tampa. And uh, so that should be a great game. I mean, the Bucks really, really need to show up. Other highlights and lowlights from yesterday were Pittsburgh Steelers losing last night on Sunday Night Football. Kenny Pickett threw three picks to the Dolphins, uh, including at the very end, which sealed the victory for the Dolphins. It was great to see Tua back uh, on the field, and he played very well. So that was awesome, but not so awesome for the Steelers. Uh, there's no question in my mind, the Steelers nation, which is <laughs> a big nation, will be patient as patient can be with Kenny Pickett, given he's kind of a hometown hero, having played at Pitt. Everybody wanted him to be the starter and replace Mitch Trubisky, who, by the way, led them to victory last week against the Tampa Bay Bucks, as we all remember. And uh, we'll see how it all pans out. Uh, again, the Steelers Nation, I believe, myself included, will be patient with Kenny Pickett. But three picks... That's tough. And the last one, which sealed the sealed the loss for the Steelers, they were getting down there. They were on the 30 of the Dolphins with literally like 20, 30 seconds remaining. And Pickett had a roll to his left, had a wide open field to get out of bounds, pick up some more yardage and give him one, if not two shots into the end zone from close, maybe the 12, 15 or 20. Instead, he opted to throw and the Dolphins defender made a great play. And that was that. Uh, New York Giants, 6-1. and one. New York Jets, 5-2. and two. I can only imagine that Yankees fans are quickly now 
finding solace in switching uh, their their time and effort <laughs> into watching the Giants and the Jets. It's it's really great to see. You, you know, uh, both teams have had a really really bad couple years. The Jets more than the Giants, um, but they are both looking really really good. Good to see Brian Dable, former Patriots assistant coach, doing so well. And uh, the Jets, yeah, they're, uh, you know, they're a tough team. I cannot wait for Patriots-Jets games. They don't like each other. That's no surprise. It's not breaking news. Uh, And it's shaping up to be, you know, quite, it'll be quite the battle because that is a blood rivalry too. Almost everything between Boston and New York is. And uh, so that's going to be fun. And, uh, but, you know, we're really talking, it it feels like playing for second place with the Buffalo Bills just looking terrific. And who else looks terrific is, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. They lost to the Bills last week, but they come back yesterday in Santa Clara, California, and beat the 49ers, beat them down pretty bad. So that was a little surprising. Um, But Patrick Mahomes, he's truly a football wizard of the highest degree. So now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies radio show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one. 866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for joining us as always, and as always, you were at a great game this weekend. For me, it was maybe the best and most interesting game of the weekend where uh, you were down in Baton Rouge where LSU knocked off previously undefeated Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin uh, after, a, after a good start by uh, Mississippi. Big lead early on. Uh, LSU stormed back and just dominated the rest of the game. Yes, John, 17-3 to start the game for Ole Miss, 7-0, undefeated. But the, but the uh, thing that was interesting, John, was LSU was slightly favored with two losses, five and, um, five and two, and they were slightly favored a point and a half or two points. So you knew something was, might happen. And it did, and it did. Uh, they got off to that quick start, 17-3. to The Bengal Tigers crawled their way back. They won on a 42-3 um, run, shutting out Ole Miss in the second half. It was, they had 20 points at halftime, and that was it, 45-20 the final. That's an amazing, amazing takeover of a game, down 17-3. I think it speaks a bit to the power of, Baton Rouge, Death Valley, all of that. And I also think it uh, serves notice that LSU has turned a corner. I certainly was seeing a lot of positive things being shown, said, written about the LSU quarterback, who really just almost AP, you would know better than me, but before your very eyes, like, was improving as the game went on and and just, like, turned into, you know, took the next step, shall we say, right in front of everybody, you know, while the game, you know, during the course of that game. Yes, yeah, so two straight weeks of scoring 45 points for LSU, 45 on the road in Gainesville the prior week, and then 45 at home. Yeah, Jaden Daniels, he's familiarizing himself with the offense. He was 21 for 28 for about 240. Uh, 
maybe there's a couple of touchdowns in there. Then he ran for two or three, 121 yep. yards net on the ground. So he's having a, a back-to-back Heisman uh, Trophy-like games, actually. I mean, exactly. I, I'm not sure if he's in the race, but he's leading his team effectively. And, John, I, I'd like to say something to our audience. We've heard some things about Brian Kelly. You know, they started the season slow, that Florida State game, missed right. extra point after they made a 99-yard drive to tie. Yep. Maybe they could have won in overtime. We're not sure. But he's a Hall of Fame coach before he arrived at LSU with what he did at Notre Dame, Grand Valley State, Cincinnati. So the people you hear – some national people grumbling about, oh, he, he doesn't fit well at LSU and his personality. All football coaches are rough, have some rough edges, and when they arrive, they have a broom with them. And some <laughs> yeah. people that are, are making the exit with the broom, their voice is heard loudly. But um, LSU brought in about 50 new people to the program, football program, so you know that he's going to win with that talent. He won with Notre Dame talent. He won with the other two two places that I mentioned. So this idea that he wasn't a good fit and some of the people don't like him, they're sitting at 6-2 and two with a chance to win the Western Division at this moment. And, and Alabama will be the next team in town November 5th. So that game's in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Wow. So that that is going to be must-see TV, AP. And I agree with you about Brian Kelly. I mean, early on at Notre Dame – you know, there's no other way to say it. He had a temper. And, you know, the word was that, you know, the Notre Dame powers that be, uh, you, you know, spoke to him and told him he just needed to tone it down on the sidelines. Uh, and he did. And he has. And, you know, it was a shocker when he left Notre Dame. Uh, not many people leave Notre Dame voluntarily, but he did. But LSU is about as good a job as you can get. I mean, the passion there is yes. unrivaled. You know that better yes. than me. Yes. So, yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for how he has, in effect, transformed himself. I think he's much better, and you, you probably were there uh, with his post-game press conferences, and he's just sort of, you know, has sort of a new persona. It, it's not, you know red-faced yelling anymore it's you know no it, it, he just seems no. happy he seems happy i don't know how else to say yeah he yeah he, he's great in the press conference john he brings some levity to the situation yep he gives thoughtful answers he addresses every issue positive negative and i, I just found him a, a lot of fun to cover him that's great he uh yeah i mean I have a lot of respect for anybody who can change, you know, uh, when he has, you know, something negative going on and he, he's really, really, you know, it's tough to control a temper and, you know, yeah. he, he's done it. He really has. It's taken a few years, but he clearly transformed while at Notre Dame and has carried over to LSU where he's even everything you just said, AP He's a good interview now and, uh, he, you know, worth listening to. And especially in his press conferences. And yeah, it's great to see. And GAP, LSU, Alabama in Baton Rouge. That is, has the way LSU is suddenly playing, that has, you know, uh, the opportunity to be one of the games of the year. And as we know, over the past decade or so, there's been a few years where it was the game of the year, you know, as in the national championship on the line. Uh, I don't know that that's the case this time, but 
Uh, it will be. I mean, Alabama's always in the national championship hunt, and they are this year, uh, despite the loss to Tennessee. And, uh, you know, they bounced back nicely to win the other day uh, at Mississippi State, I believe. Yeah. And, yes, so it's going to be fun, AP. Do you, do you know offhand when that game is? The, the, it's on November 5th, the Alabama-LSU game. I don't know the time right now. That should be announced. It might be announced today if it already hasn't been done. But, um, John, that game has national implications because that could knock Alabama out. Correct. And then that could give LSU a path to possibly winning that Western division. And if they win that Western division and they have to play on the other side, uh, probably Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia. or Kentucky, that would be a great SEC championship. Yes, it would. And, uh, you know, the team that wins the SEC championship is going to the college football playoff, period. End of story, I think, yeah. uh, no matter yeah. what their record is. You know, I mean, yeah. it needs to be. I, but bottom line, what I'm saying is you can go with two losses. Maybe not three, but certainly two, but maybe three if you win it all. Uh, the SEC. So, yeah, let's not forget about Georgia. <laughs> um, they're no, uh, no. <laughs> they're very building talented. their own, very talented, and they're building their own dynasty. Uh, it's kind of crazy how they seem to fly a little bit under the radar, um, <laughs> you know, just a bit. Um, but you know, that won't be the case come uh, you know December and January. No. That's for sure. No, no, no. November fifth for sure, John. They yep. host Tennessee the same day as the Alabama LSU game. That'll be quite a day Boy. for the for the conference. Oh, I better open up my calendar for that one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm glad you told me I will not make plans on November 5th. That's for sure. Although I don't make many plans on my plans on most weekends. AP like you are watching football. Uh, there's just yeah. nothing like it, uh, especially now that I'm down here in SEC country. It's just uh, you know I, I can actually relate to their. Uh, you know, their phrase that they use, it just means more. And it does. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> college college yeah. football dominates. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and, John, this year I just wanted to point out to our audience that for the first time in quite a while, it's Alabama, LSU, Ole Miss, and that Western division still mm -hmm. are in contention yes. amongst each other. For that Western Division, and then the East, Georgia, Tennessee, and Kentucky, I would say. And, John, who would have thought that prior to the year, South Carolina would be ranked? I know. It's good for them. They're, they're almost back to the Steve Spurrier days uh, when they were, when Spurrier right. resurrected the program, and it went down a bit, and now it seems to be back. They're pulling off some big victories, AP. Yeah, and, and conversely, who would have thought Texas A&M Yes. They lose to South Carolina for the very first time, and they're stuck on 20 points. Uh, that's their average approximately. With all those four- to five-star talent, Jimbo Fisher, an offensive-minded coach his entire career, offensive coordinator uh, for Nick Saban at LSU, for Bobby Bowden at Florida State, and then the head coach at Florida State and Texas A&M, and they cannot score points. I think he has to revamp his whole philosophy on offense. If he's going to survive, because this idea that you're going to be paid seventy-five million to to have the eight and four, seven and five at Texas A&M, 
I mean, it's just it's not credible. It's not, you know, it's, he's got to do something. He's got to, I think he's got to make drastic change, I think. I agree, AP. I think Texas A&M, you could easily make the case to the most disappointing team of this college football season. I mean, in America, correct? Yes. In America, oh yeah. If if memory serves yeah, correctly, I, I, I think they were ranked pretty high in the preseason, like maybe top five. Oh, yeah. I may be wrong about that. Oh, but yeah. That's sort of my memory. And, right. I, uh, I don't know the exact ranking, but I mean, I'd have to think hard. The underachieving team besides them in correct. America. I, I just. Me too. I, nobody stands out in my mind. I'm sure there's somebody I didn't I haven't thought of, but right, they're, 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 the they're at the top. That, that's the team that comes to mind. Um, well, AP, we've yes. reached the end of our first segment. Good segment, as always. Love hearing your uh, first-person reviews of the games that you attend each weekend. And, uh, you know, we still have a lot more to get to, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Soul Connection with Dr. K hosts a forum of expert guests that showcase popular topics that can impact the soul. Weekly, Our Soul Doctor connects with authors, medical professionals, and leaders that share expertise and testimonials. Check out our growing community on site at soulconnectionusa.com. Tune in to Feed the Soul Live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, or listen on your time on the Voice America Variety Channel. From stocking your freezer with tasty catfish to becoming a master wild game butcher to the latest outdoor innovations and off-road adventures, this week the revolution with Jim and Trav is all about the ultimate escape. Joining the boys is the gritty Catman Cat Daddy, plus Brian Tucker with High Mountain Seasonings, Mrs. Bunny and Scott Newby with Yamaha. The revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. 
Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked about your being in attendance and covering the LSU-Ole Miss game the other day where LSU stormed back to score 45 points after being down 17-3. And uh, speaking of 45 points, AP, Penn State got off the mat after their uh, drubbing at the hands of Michigan the week before where Michigan ran for over 400 yards. But Penn State came back in their annual whiteout game on Saturday night Against Minnesota, they scored 45 points. Penn State did. More importantly, they held Minnesota to, I believe, 17 after letting Michigan literally run all over them. Um, so, Happy Valley was happy after Saturday night. And AP, suddenly, we have a bit of a unique starting time for the annual Penn State-Ohio State game. It's in State College at Beaver Stadium. But it's at noon. And I think that has been a night game for as long as any any of us can remember, and it's traditionally actually been the whiteout game. Oh. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, this. so th- it's yeah, going to be great. Yeah. yeah. No, it's going to be great nice theater. Fall day. You know. yeah. 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 Good way to start the day. Uh, hopefully, I think it's going to be a quote stripe out. That's where every other section in Beaver Stadium will be blue and white, blue then white I then see. blue then white. Uh, which is pretty cool. I've been to a whiteout, but never a stripe out. And uh, anyway, you know, the Penn State program, in my mind, you know, came back into national prominence after the scandal, the night they blocked the punt, uh, the field goal attempt, excuse me, and ran it back for a touchdown to beat Ohio State and Urban Meyer in one of the upsets of the year. I believe Ohio State was number two at the time. And in an instant, and I do mean an instant, everything changed at Penn State. The horrible scandal, which had just, uh, you know, practically ended up with Penn State having the death penalty, but they survived, and it was a horrible right. five years. And then that that play just, again, changed everything, and suddenly Penn State, righted the ship and, you know, got back to where they were accustomed of being, which is, you know, in the national conversation, they're still in the top 20 despite their loss to Michigan. But anyway, Penn State, Ohio State at at noon, that's going to be, again, it's different than it's been for years. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, John, every year Penn State has the opportunity with Michigan and Ohio State to have redemption. That's the if word. When the earlier one lose the second one, you always bank on the first one. But if they lose the first one, they can win the second one. So they're they're always in an excellent uh, position to get ranked and to get considered for the playoffs if they keep if they win have that 
one game where they don't uh, put enough points on the board and you come back and you beat Ohio State. Exactly right. Well said, AP. It's uh, it's opportunity. And it happens every year. And this year, uh, it's, again, back in State College. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll find out once and for all what they're made of. Uh, Ohio State is supremely talented. Every time I see yeah. an Ohio State, you know, video or discussion about Ohio State, that's the word that just keeps getting mentioned constantly by all the talking heads who just say, you know, they talk about just the deep, deep talent that in many ways they're just the most talented team in the country. Yeah, they score with ease because they have such great wide receivers, good running backs, always a uh, offensive line that protects their quarterback. The quarterback's usually mobile, if not dual threat, and he, he's fairly accurate. They throw the deep ball. They challenge you downfield. Ryan Day is an excellent play caller. Yes, he um, is. Defensively, they have a new defensive coordinator. He came from Oklahoma State trying to get better on that side of the ball. So, But Penn State, like I said, they're hosting the Buckeyes. Right now, people are thinking of Penn State as a middle-of-the-road Big Ten team. You know, slightly above the middle of the road, Big Ten team, definitely below Michigan, you know, that ran for 400 yards on their defense. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and they're thinking that Ohio State is better than Michigan, uh, so this, this could be a beatdown if they don't watch it. Absolutely. And Penn State, of course, has been known as linebacker U. Ohio State has become wide receiver U. I mean, they're. Yes. And they have C.J. Stroud, who many think is the Heisman leader. Uh, you, you know, just having a solid, solid year. And, uh, again, their wide receivers are just incredible year in, year out. They're, they're, they're second stringers are being drafted. Put it that way. You know, right. they're, yes, they're yes. that good. Yes, that I mean, they, they were, they were so good that Jamison, Jamison Williams transferred to Alabama last year, had over close to 1500 yards and became a number one draft choice. Because he wasn't a starter at Ohio state. Right. Wow. That about that about says it all right there. And, uh, <laughs> and no doubt about it. Um, well, it is, again, I'll just go back to the word you used. It's opportunity. I mean, Penn State got spanked. We'll, we'll kind of, it's one of those, we'll see what they're made of kind of games in the same light based on what we're saying. You know, it just made, uh, come down to the simple fact that Ohio State is just more talented and there's, Every reason to believe that, but there is an opportunity at hand. They got them at home, and we'll see what they can do with it. Um, yeah. You know, we at this point, I think Penn State fans would be happy to just not happy, but are just hoping for it to be competitive into the second half, and then anything can happen, as we witnessed in 2016 with the blocked field goal. That's that's yeah. the kind of game they have to oh, play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, John. I would say that's the the mindset of the Penn State faithful because if it, it becomes early in the game where they find out that those receivers cannot be covered, it's going to be a long day. I mean, in other words, oh, you have sure to have is. a game plan where you're keeping the receivers in front of me. I always tell you this plan: make the halfback, the running back, the star of the game for Ohio State. Keep those receivers in front of you and play tougher, tighter defense. 
when you get to the, the red zone or near the red zone because your, your defensive back should be able to cover 30 yards, not 80, though. Right, and they have good defensive backs and certainly one of the top players in America in Joey Porter Jr., son, of course, yes. of former Steeler linebacker Joey Porter, and he's big, he's fast. He's just good, AP. He's good against the run. He's oh. good against the pass. He's a playmaker. Yeah, uh, yeah all over yeah, the, the field. Scouts will be, yeah, the, the scouts would be scrambling for a seat in the press box to watch him against yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. Exactly, AP. I've been hearing that you know they're talking about him being potentially a, a top ten pick because he is that unique and highly desired uh, position of you know shutdown corner. Not a word that's tossed right. around it, easily, but that's what they're seeing in him, apparently. And, and with good reason, no. he is. Certainly oh, that in college. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah. plus, he played in cold weather. That, that's, a, uh, that's to his credit. That's a plus in, in his asset column. He'd be a, a player that's at a university that's in cold weather. And, John, he would be the first guy, I think, cornerback drafted number one for Penn State, I believe. I believe you're right about that. Exactly. And, Which is uh, un- unusual for a blue blood school. Blue blood defined as the top 10 all-time winning programs. It is. It is. And it's kind of always just been more about, you know, certainly the linebackers than the defensive line. Going back to the days of Mike Reed in the late 60s, who's from my hometown, and many, many more over the years. They're littered in the NFL throughout the years. Uh, but defensive back... I think you're right about that, AP, and I think he, I, I think it's a lock. He's going to be a first-rounder. Uh, you know, the question is, is he going to be top 10, maybe even top 5? Because, again, shut down corner. Uh, that can just – they're game changers these days in the NFL. They really yeah. are. They can yes. cut cut the field in half. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Well, AP, we come to the end of our second segment together, and why don't we take our final break – but we still have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back. Segment four and our final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama SEC football and many other sports as well, including Alabama, of course. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight's New England Patriots hosting the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. And A.P., this is right in your wheelhouse where it looks like it's going to be the return of Mac Jones as quarterback. Of course, you know him well from his days in Alabama. And while he's been healing from his high ankle sprain the last few weeks, Bailey Zappi, a rookie quarterback from Western Kentucky, has shown up and won a couple games and almost beat the Packers coming in in relief uh, for Brian Hoyer, who had started after Mac Jones got hurt. And AP, the word up in New England is Zappy Mania. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they, they just love what this kid has done. I, I, what did I see last week, AP, that he had the best uh, completion percentage in the entire NFL <laughs> after two and a half games? I think it was wow. like 70% or over, uh, which is just crazy. I saw him in the preseason. Uh, and, you know, there was a lot to like then. You just, he catches your attention. But uh, Belichick, who is, of course, there's been a lot of talk about the memories, of course, of the famous quarterback controversy where a guy named Tom Brady replaced Drew Bledsoe, who had just signed a $100 million contract. We're going back to 2001 here. The famous hit by Mo Lewis on Drew Bledsoe. It happened right in front of me. Never forget it as long as I live. Uh, I could hear it up in my seat, which was 11 rows off the field. Anyway, kid named Tom Brady filled in, and we know the rest of the story. 
and Bill Belichick. I, I remember those press conferences and explanations and whatnot when Bledsoe returned and was healthy. And I'm guessing Bill Belichick does, wants no part of that. Uh, again, he doesn't need a repeat. <laughs> I don't <laughs> he, think so, John. Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe he wants that to happen. But, you know, Mac, I mean, you know how much I, I love Mac. And I believe that Bel- Belichick will let him let him be the starter. Absolutely. Um, you know, I just think that he's, he's going to show not only loyalty, but because I don't think Belichick, I don't know if that's in his vocabulary exactly, but I, I just think it's in his interest to start Mac uh, because he's shown to be capable and he can win football games. Couldn't agree more, AP. Although I've immensely enjoyed the last two and a half weeks watching Bailey Zappi, I have said all along, right up, you know, through today when it was sort of like confirmed that he's starting tonight, Mac Jones, that uh, that I believed uh, without a doubt that when Mac was ready, he was coming back to be the quarterback, period. And that's right. how it appears to be turning out. And, you know, we'll just take it from there. Uh, no, Mac Jones, I mean, he had basically a phenomenal rookie year. And, uh, you know, he's, a, he's an excellent player. He's solid. He's worked hard. He came back. He was practically transformed physically when he showed back up in August to training camp. And so, you know, he worked hard in the off season and no, he, he's who doesn't like Mac Jones. I mean, period. And I know you think super highly of him with good reason. Yes. Yeah. Max, um, smart, good in the pocket, accurate teammates love him. So but yes, it's, exactly. It's good. He's for a leader. New England to have the, the backup that's going to win as well. Absolutely. No, it's great. Uh, it's it's a good scenario. It's a good thing to have a capable backup, to say the least, who now has a little bit of experience. And AP, just a couple notes switching back to college football. UCLA, Oregon. Uh, college game day on ESPN was from there. It was like 5 a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> and uh, Quite the crowd. Had a bit of an Animal House theme. I do believe Animal House was filmed at the University of Oregon. Uh, there were certainly references to it. But anyway, Oregon knocked UCLA from the ranks of the undefeated. Chip Kelly's UCLA coach. Uh, as we all know, he made his name at Oregon. So that had to be a satisfying victory for the Ducks. Yeah, because um, they had such a bad start against Georgia down in Atlanta at the neutral side game. And Bo Nix is on fire. He's playing tremendous. He's yes, getting commission he for the Heisman Trophy. Yep, and things have worked out in his favor um, since he transferred from Auburn, and he's you know they're nationally ranked, and they they control their destiny in the Pac-12, and they're a tough team to beat in, at Oregon. And, and UCLA was undefeated; uh, they had a good offense. They shut them down. Um, you know, twenty points is a good defensive effort these days, and then they put forty plus on UCLA's defense, which is suspect. So. But they might end up meeting down the road, possibly, in the championship. I think that's held on Las Vegas, I believe. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, just very possible. Um, no, it was a great victory for Oregon, and they're kind of back on the national scene again with that victory. They've never left, but now their prominence is rising. And again, Bo Nix is having a great year. And before we close out here, AP, TCU. 
Undefeated, 7-0. and um, Sonny Dykes. Yeah. What is it? Their coach is Sonny Dykes, is it? Sonny Dykes. Yeah, he, he, his dad was a, a coach at Texas Tech, and, and uh, Sonny coached, I think, himself at SMU, if I recall, I thought, and then California. I interviewed him one time out at the University of California in Berkeley. Oh, he did? Oh, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to say the least. Uh, but yeah, no, they're, they're really looking like a uh, high quality team and no good for them. Uh, you know, they, they made quite a run, uh, under, I believe it was Gary Patterson as their coach. Remember the, we got that right. Yes. Yes. yes he uh, was long 21 years, I believe. And he's a Kansas state man. Uh, I think he was a former linebacker there, I think. And then he's on the staff now or associated with the university of Texas. But their defense okay. is faltering mightily. Uh, they gave up 41 to Oklahoma State and lost 41-34. Texas did this weekend. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, another great college football season, AP, and it's only going to get better from here. It's great talking with you, as always, about college football. And uh, I just want to thank you for calling in, as always. Hey, John, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. And thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 noon Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend. And we'll talk sports again next week.